Insider Football. It is the podcast edition here, episode 9, 2021 Deep Sleepers is what we're talking about today. Dan Claskins along with James Adams getting you ready for the season. You can get ready for the season too. Head over to insiderfootball.com. Check out all of our draft tools, including our Fantastics Draft Advisor. You can get a free trial of it there. Our touchdown package for all the season-long wins. And, of course, we'll be helping you out on the podcast here as well. If you haven't been listening, well, we're about nine episodes in. You can get all of them at insiderfootball.com. Of course, subscribe wherever you listen as well. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We're everywhere. And we're here with you now. And, James, man, we are here with you now, dialed in, because the calendar is literally turning September right as we speak here and August was a long month. I didn't know if I could squeeze quite this many drafts in, but uh, somehow I've stayed behind pace of you. You just can't stop pulling the trigger on on these three for one deals. It's it's not easy, Dan. And I mean, especially once you, uh, you know, as the podcast is being recorded after the final week of the preseason, J.K. Dobbins went down. Like I almost just negate those two teams that I had him on. And that means I have to draft two more high stakes teams, right? I know. I know. People say draft early. You should never do it. These injuries. It's like injuries always happen. You should be drafting early, often, late, whenever you can squeeze them in because you can only draft for so many times a year. And guess what? Mm -hmm. Drafting goes away. Well, unless you're like me and then you pretty much just start right at the Super Bowl. But that's a whole nother topic for another time. And James, before we get into today's topic, what we're talking about here on episode nine, deep sleepers. Let's just talk about like in general, you've had so many drafts in the past week or two besides the obvious things like injuries, guys moving up, guys moving down. Have you noticed any like changing trends or differences in draft rooms that things might be helpful for our listeners here? What have I noticed in draft rooms that are changing? Well, certainly you have, you know, these injuries that have moved players up. And and while everyone's aware of that, one thing you should be aware of when you're drafting online, keep an eye on the ADP, but realize that other people know this player's ADP is going to be way lower because of the, the injury that happened and where they were drafting pre-injury. You know, Gus Edwards, great example, has moved up. So just be aware of that. That's something that is an obvious change, but something that you should be aware of. And, you know, you got to look beyond that ADP. Um, you know, I am kind of noticing uh, the the same kind of thing with tight end and quarterback in these single quarterback, non-premium tight end leagues of, you know, after the first couple go off the board, I found that I can wait forever because that tier of the, the borderline starters just extends forever. Um, and so that's, you know, I don't know if that's something that's changed very recently. I think with quarterback, it has a little bit, but, you know... I don't know, Dan. There's probably so many things happening in front of my face that I don't even I don't even recognize <laughs> just because I see it so frequently that for me it's not a noticeable thing. I don't know. I know. I, it, I'll tell you what. I I've loved just having a few in-person drafts and our in-person auction. That's what I've enjoyed the most about mm-hmm. August getting back together with you know all those league mates and people that we just haven't really got to see in person since really uh, the season before last. That's been nice. Not to say that I haven't uh, crushed some online drafts too. We've we've done that and uh, it, it is fun. And if you're drafting, there's no better favor you can do for yourself. As we mentioned, the Fantastics Draft Advisor. You can get it for free right now, right? That's not a, that's not a mistake. That's the actual thing. You can get it for free. All you've got to do is make a $20 deposit at Thrive Fantasy and when you do it over at insiderfootball.com on the sign-up link, you make your $20 credit there, 
Not only do you get the 20 bucks at Thrive, but you're going to get a $70 package. That's the Draft Advisor, all the regular season content for free, plus the 20 bucks there at Thrive. It's a $90 value for $20. We're going to be doing Thrive Fantasy prop games throughout the season. And James, uh, we've talked in the previous episodes, you like it for the golf. It's really different type of experience. And uh, looking forward to breaking it down and uh, using it as part of our content this year. Yeah, it is a different different animal, right? Because it's not just picking one prop, and if you're right or wrong, you know, you win, you lose. It It is it, – golf, for example, I think football is 10 props that you have to pick out of about 20 they offer. Golf, it's uh, five you have to pick out of 10 that they offer. So you don't – there could be a prop you do or don't like. You just ignore it, right? You don't have to take everything that's offered to you. Um, if you and a lot of other people are on the same prop and it goes wrong or right – it doesn't hurt you as much as if, you know, the book just crushes everybody if we all miss the same prop. Uh, so there have been weeks where I've only had three of my five props correct and I cashed. There's been weeks where I've had four out of five correct and didn't cash just because it's not only playing the props, but it's playing the people. And then, of course, it's weighted props, too. So it's not just uh, each prop has a 200 point value and it's not always 100 each way. It could be as, as skewed as 150 to 50. So, you know, maybe you don't find that fifth prop you like. You could just take an easy one that's a, a cheap payout. So it is a much different take on it. It took me a little bit to get into it. But uh, like I said, I love it. And I mean, I've I've certainly it's it's the one site I can say where I'm way, I'm way ahead. Uh, I'd knock on wood as I don't want to curse myself. Yeah, you just totally jinxed yourself for this year. And and plus, dude, you've never played in leagues with me and some of our savvy listeners either, right? Those golf dudes, yeah, you've been crushing them. But let's (laughs) let's see. I'll tell you right now, I'm not even talking smack about me. I'm talking about some of these listeners. I I was in seven of our eight Do Good Fantasy Sirius XM listener league draft rooms, just sort of making sure everything was kosher. I mean, there was some cutthroat drafting going on in that listener league. Mm -hmm. Superflex, I was like, oh. It was Snipe City in just about every draft. So we know you want to get in the action. We'll have those games for you. Want to stick around. Of course, you can catch us every Saturday morning of the season on Sirius XM Fantasy. James and I have got you covered there. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern with Fantastics Insider Football. But let's get into the topic of the day here. Our 2021 Deep Sleepers. And we are going deep. And, And I know sleepers in today's age, it's really hard to actually have a true sleeper. I mean, between Twitter and all the great, uh, you know, articles on, on the internet out there. I mean, everybody's dialed into these people and, uh, but James, I still think it's a good exercise. It it plays into our tiering strategy that we stand on top of our, you know, basically preach out to anybody that will listen is you have to go in with tiers and you need to know in the later rounds, the tiers, who are the guys that are going to be available and are available outside of that 150 ADP that we're using. And what are the guys, what type of players are you trying to build for me, James, in the late rounds in particular, outside of maybe some depth at some positions like defense or kicker or something you have to fill out your roster with. I am mostly looking for the upside, right? I'm looking for, the home run swing there. I'm not laying down a bunt just trying to get onto first base. I am. That's the point of the draft. Take your risk because there's not a lot of price baked into the risk. What's your strategy in later rounds? That has become more and more my strategy. Uh, you know, I'm not looking for a safe guy that might catch, you know, 75 balls for 800 yards and six touchdowns, you know, like a Cole Beasley. 
Although I saw him go incredibly early in one draft. I don't even want to talk about it, but I'm not looking for a player like that because I don't think the upside is 1,200 yards. You know, we'll talk about a guy that got cut. He was a sleeper I, I mentioned in previous uh, broad- broadcasts in Bouchard Perriman. He got cut. Okay, well, whatever. He didn't cost anything. But the, the upside was they don't have a number one receiver. They're going to have one. By default, someone will lead them in targets and be their number one. But I was looking for a guy who had a stretch run a couple years ago that was outstanding, had elite first-round talent. I'm not sure if he had elite first-round talent, but he was a first-round pick. I was looking for the upside because guess what? I'm going to go find my Brashad Perriman shares. I'm going to cut him, and it's not going to hurt the least bit. Whereas like a Cole Beasley or somebody like that, you know, we'll say Adam Humphreys uh, is like a late sleepery kind of guy, but I don't think Adam Humphreys is going to do anything to win me a league, but he might be just good enough that I can't cut him. I want somebody I can either cut or put in a lineup, not somebody I feel like obligated that he's just above that ownership percentage where I have to sit on him. Yeah. And sometimes you can protect yourself a little bit uh, if you need to. And if you've already taken some high risk players, maybe it is a time for an Adam Humphreys. It's really just about roster balance, but it's always easier to take risk when there's less at stake. And that's, that's true in fantasy and true in life, my friend. But Let's get into these deep sleepers. We'll start at 150, and, and I'll throw the first name out on the board. We talk about him all the time, it seems, but Kirk Cousins. Here's a quarterback that it's not sexy. Vikings fans are you know, a little feeling cheated from what their expectations were when the team brought him in here, but the reality of it is, James, season after season, this guy is getting it done. And as our Fantastics Draft Advisor points out here, He had a solid season last year. 10 quality starts, 4,265 passing yards, 36 touchdowns. He finished with a stronger second half, 23.3 fantasy points per outing. And the blended ADP in our Fantastics Draft Advisor, pulling in all the various ADP sources on him, is like 1602. He's ADP 151 at Underdog Fantasy, QB 19 off the board. And this is a guy, we've talked about it, parlay up, Take him where with a a nice upside young quarterback. If you want to get the Justin Fields or the Trey Lance or whatever your flavor is, Kirk Cousins is the guy to put on the other side of him to make it work in case it doesn't go right. So I'll start us off there, James. Who's first up on your deep sleeper list? I'll stick at quarterback. And I'm, first of all, very invested in Cousins. He makes a lot of sense. I'm going to go down the board a little bit. I'm going to go with Zach Wilson, quarterback for the Jets. He's shown... Tons of poise this year uh, early on. Hasn't looked like a rookie. May may well be poised to have the best rookie campaign. Now, maybe that doesn't mean fantasy-wise if one of these you know running guys like Lance or Fields goes wild. But it wasn't like crazy running from Justin Herbert last year that made him that breakout fantasy quarterback. It was the fact that he threw the ball all over the yard and did it really well. And I do think that we can see the same thing from, from Zach Wilson. I don't know if we'll get the 200-whatever rushing yards, but Wilson has that job. That's that's A number one. There's nobody that's taking that job from him. So there's no concern there, unlike some other, other uh, spots that you would have. They do have a relatively easy schedule. I like all those things about Wilson, and they've got a poor defense, a very poor defense. This is from a guy who was taken very early in the draft, has been given a much better supporting cast than the last time around when they started with a quarterback. So the opportunity is there to succeed. And Zach Wilson doesn't cost anything again. I mean, he's barely a QB2 on draft board. I think he's QB23 off the board. 
you take him again. Maybe it's Jalen Hurts. Maybe it's, I don't know, Joe Burrow, who you're not sure if you want to turn to in week one. Not that I'm sure I want to turn to Zach Wilson in week one, although the Carolina defense isn't great. But you pair him with somebody who maybe is a little bit more risky, a Kyler Murray, you know, who you worry about running and getting dinged up. Zach Wilson should have that job all year long. I'm going with Paris Campbell as my next ADP sleeper, moving down my list from that ADP 150. Here's a guy, 163 overall, wide receiver 76, and I'm guessing in drafts over the past day or so, that has been much higher, and that's because, guess what? T.Y. Hilton's hurt again. Surprise, surprise. And here's Paris Campbell, a pick that definitely came into the league with some very high pedigree about him, but he's been plagued by injuries. This guy was supposed to be the next Curtis Samuel or what Curtis Samuel we think he could be. And he's been hurt. And James, you look at it, he's been on the field for over half of the Colts plays and only three games in his career. That That's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. But in those three games, he's caught 16 passes for 149 yards and carried the ball four times for 36 yards. This is a weapon that the Colts not only need, but this is a weapon that I think make the Colts a pretty sneaky offense. I like him. I like both him and Michael Pittman, but I like Campbell a little bit more right now because he's going so far down on the draft board. Yeah, a couple of years of experience too. We just haven't been able to see it. So I'm with you there. I think that an offense has been forgotten. I mean, just forgotten from the passing game. So no argument there. I'm going to go running back. I'll go with Kenneth Gainwell, a guy who's moved up about a round. Here in the last couple of weeks, he's oh, he's just inside the top 200. I don't know that I want him to be a guy I'm hoping to lean on, right? You're not leaning on anybody at this point, and I don't know if he could get to that point, but he's shown some promise in the preseason. Philadelphia, they've got Miles Sanders. Now, maybe that was previous coaching staff that didn't allow him to, you know, fully exhibit his skills, but when Gainwell's going as deep as he is in drafts, almost running back 60, he looks, he's looked good, moving the pile, hitting with some some force in the preseason. This is where you're taking a stab on a rookie running back. And unlike a lot of the other rookie running backs, the cost is really prohibitive. His cost is, again, practically free. And an offense where I still think they're searching for weapons, like nobody trusts a receiver yet. So maybe they have a running back that 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 can be alongside Miles Sanders. Not maybe in the same plays, but they run a lot more outside the receiving offense because so far, receivers just haven't gotten it done in a, in a few years, even though they do have a new crop there. No doubt about it. And I like him too. He, he was on my list as well. And I like that ADP mostly, as you said, uh, falling down the board currently 193 overall, RB56 for the Eagles rookie. And we'll stick with another rookie running back who's on the rise, Ramondre Stevenson. Mr. LeGarrette Blunt lookalike. And if his fantasy stats look like LeGarrette Blunt did in his prime, this Patriot back could be a big difference maker. And now that they've traded Sony Michelle, part of that trading there, James, was to open up some opportunity. If Mac Jones gets this job and Cam Newton becomes less of a factor at the goal line, and who knows, Cam could still probably be their goal line back. Mm Mm-hmm. But I definitely think Stevenson's a guy that has that role in the future. And if that future happens sometime this year, wow, ADP 166, RB51, sign me up all day, brother. I'm with you there. He's certainly a guy. I remember we talked about at the beginning of the year, and I said until 
there's a more clear open path. I can't get involved. I can get involved now uh, for that reason. So I'm with you. I'll go to a wide receiver. I'm going to stay with the rookie class. I'm going to go with Nico Collins. This is a pure need for this offense. Houston, I mean, we're going to talk props later uh, in the uh, podcast season. And I believe Houston is the team projected to give up the most points this season by the book. That means that offense is playing catch up all the time. That means if if I want a wide receiver sleeper, give me one from a team that's going to give up a ton of points. Because then even if he doesn't get the best quality of targets, the target volume should be increased because of the sheer need to play from behind, chucking the ball up. And that's Nico Collins coming into uh, the Houston Texans. Who's going to be the quarterback? Taylor, I guess. I guess, right? There's trade talks. We'll see. But I feel like right now, the quarterback position can only get better than what our expectation is. So give me Nico Collins. In an offense where maybe Anthony Miller comes back, but he's just soured on me. Uh, Kiki Kuti, mm, okay, I guess. I mean, I, I have I have no trouble seeing Nico Collins as the receiver that's the number two alongside Brandon Cooks come the second half of this season, and that's an offense where I'll take a sleeper because the volume should be massive. No doubt about it. I can get behind the theory. Uh, I'm just, I don't know. I, I've stuck away from the Texans. I have so I get few you. shares of Texans, so... I guess that's why I have no shares of him, but I, I get where your head's at with it. So I feel you, brother. Uh, let's go quarterback. And this guy's also on the rise of late. Jameis Winston, ADP 172, QB 23. And James, I get it. I mean, Taysom Hill's still going to be a thing, right? I mean, even if it's in some sort of package to just to frustrate you at the end zone. But I feel like this Saints offense as a whole, is really being too undervalued. And part of it's because guess what? They lost a ton on defense. They're in a division where they're no longer even near the best team. And you look at the schedule, they're going to have no choice. But I I could see if Jameis Winston having 40 attempts a game on average sometimes this year in some of these games. And at the price he's going for, especially if your league doesn't take those hits, I like him there. I, I don't know. I mean... He's in that range. I mean, obviously, we have all these young guns that are super sexy, the Trey Lances, the Justin Fields. But I like Jameis Winston better than Ben Roethlisberger. I like him better than uh, Sam Darnold, who a lot of people are. And I like him better than Carson Wentz right now. I think he's uh, the ADP is pretty good there. I, I've got him ranked a, a tad higher than that. But what I like about him is he fits what I look for at this spot of the draft, as I talked about in the open, which is the high ceiling. And let me just say to that point about quarterback. So you like Winston better than Roethlisberger, and I get it, right? James threw thirty touchdowns plus the other year, uh, just two years ago, right? But Big Ben's got to be a consideration too, and and I think it's more of a philosophy too. Is what you have to look at is and say, okay, we've thrown out Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Jameis Winston, and you mentioned two other guys. They made it three other guys really, Wentz included. None of these guys are you expecting to be your starters. So I think it's very important to understand that all these guys have some variety of upside, uh, the Raiders quarterback as well, and all of them fit this mold of deep sleepers. So it just tells me you don't have – I mean, even in a real deep league where you plan on getting a backup quarterback, you don't have to go and get them too early. I think there's just so much value there with all those guys, and it speaks to the depth of the position. Yeah, and to be clear, I'm not like trying to bash those other guys. Roethlisberger, I mean, they're all car. These are guys that are okay at that spot of the draft. Uh, I just think the ceiling's higher. I mean, Roethlisberger, 
Roethlisberger, I'm worried about can he play 17 games or, you know, whatever, however many games he, they're going to play. I mean, I mean, Roethlisberger is just the durability concerns. When If he's healthy and our Fantastics draft advisor, I mean, Roethlisberger is a high-end QB2 off the projection, which I, I totally can get behind if, if you're projecting out those games. Jameis Winston's official Fantastics draft uh, advisor projection right now, 386 passing yards, 29 touchdowns, 16 picks. 215 and two on the ground, but man, he's got the A minus schedule, the A minus playoff schedule, the A offense, offensive line grade. There's a lot of things to like about Jameis Winston, and that price makes it even that easier to do. So let's go on to your next deep sleeper. Man, I got to go to tight end and I got to go Zach Ertz. Uh, I know you're like, wow, man, last year you were all about Dallas Goddard. These guys have inverted when it comes to draft cost. Actually, Ertz has sunk way below what Goddard was costing last year as, as somewhat of a sleeper. That's what I love about Zach Ertz. He asked for a trade, didn't get it. Okay. And, and I know I've already thrown out Gainwell, and so I'm, I'm not going to like tell people that they should just load up on Philly sleepers because they can't all hit. But you get one, you get the other. In this case, I'm looking at Ertz. I don't even need to be in a tight end premium to take a stab at him. He's going off the board around 180, tight end 22, but I think his upside is tremendously better than guys like Jared Cook or Austin Hooper or Anthony Ferkser that are going around no him. about it. This guy had 900 yards two years ago, 1,100 plus yards three years ago. He was dinged up. He may not be the, cre- the like the focal point of the offense. We're projecting him for 500 yards, receiving yards. I could see it being much more. And now look, either somebody's going to perform as a receiver this year the offense is different quarterbacks different right they've got a rookie receiver a second year receiver that they expect to be better so I don't think that this offense will just be without a wide receiver but they have been for a couple years so it's not inconceivable that they run two tight ends we've certainly seen Ertz and Goddard on the field together before Ertz is dirt cheap he's only 30 years old it's not like he's 37 here and he he hasn't been traded yet and that's why I I'm with you on Ertz. I actually moved him up a tick in my on my board, uh, but I also moved Goddard down a tick, uh, and it's because Ertz is still there. I mean, I get it. Mm-hmm. They'll run two tight end formations, and Lord knows they need to with some of the weapons they're putting out there in Philadelphia. But dude, until he's traded, I, I've got to take a little bit of the targets away from Goddard in my projection. So, and if he's traded. He's likely going somewhere that doesn't have a tight end where his value can only be better than what it is at his ADP now, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> all good points. We were talking deep sleepers here on the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast. You can get projections on all these players and so many more with our Fantastics Draft Advisor. You can grab a free trial over at insiderfootball.com. Or as I mentioned, we've got that great deal going with Thrive Fantasy. If you make that $20 deposit on the sign-up page at insiderfootball.com, you can get the Draft Advisor all the regular season tools for free. So go there now, take advantage of that, get the free tools to help you win. And James, I've got some more sleepers on my list, and we'll get to all of them before we get out of here. And let me start with Christian Kirk here in the, the second half of the show. And I mean, I get it. I like Rondale Moore a, a quite a bit too. I'm not buying into the AJ Green is resurgent hype, but yeah, I'll give AJ Green's his fair share of targets. And we know DeAndre Hopkins is the man, but wide receiver 80, wide receiver 80 to have a piece of that offense. And until some, we see all those new guys dethrone him, I mean, Kirk's been all right. I mean, he is not necessarily a target for me, 
But if I can put him on my board as wide receiver six in the latter rounds of my draft, uh, I'm be willing to take that chance. I think for the, the guys 80 and back in ADP at receiver, he's certainly a guy that's had uh, some at least recent production on his back of his football card. No argument with that. And he's about at that right age, too, where if he's going to break out, this will be the season. So no argument there. I got to go back to tight end. Now, this is a guy who's moving up a little bit, and he's not my only guy. Uh, or, or I should say, he's not. I'm not the only guy on him. I did see him go in a uh, tight end premium draft before I was able to take him. I've said a lot about Tyler Croft. Look, there's no... Like, there's no alpha on that offense. And maybe it is Corey Davis, who's definitely coming way up draft boards and a guy that I'm looking towards as the receiver one on that team. Everybody was waiting for Herndon to be the guy. Again, new offensive coordinator, right? New quarterback. But everybody was waiting on Herndon. I even thought maybe Ryan Griffin, who's been a decent little tight end in the NFL, might slide into that role. But Tyler Croft seems to have demanded the the, the attention of one Zach Wilson. Again, they're going to have to throw the ball. He found him for, uh, I think, a pair of touchdowns the other day in the preseason game. So at an absolute free cost. And I haven't taken him yet in one tight end leagues where there's no premium. But in a tight end premium or a two tight end league, I do think you've got to pay attention to Tyler Croft, who's turning – uh, who's what is sixth year in the NFL. He did have over 400 yards a year, two years ago with the Bengals uh, was just the guy. He was the other guy in Buffalo besides uh, Dawson Knox. I think he has the opportunity to be the only tight end in town. And again, if it doesn't pan out, he's very easy to cut. Yeah, I can get behind it. I'll, I'll throw out my tight end deep sleeper. As long as we're talking tight ends and it's Blake Jarwin. I get it. Uh, Dalton Schultz is there and, they're probably going to share carries. There's a lot of mouths to feed in that receiving core. But, I mean, Jarwin, tight end 25, ADP 195. I mean, if you're forgetting about tight end in your drafts and you get down to that spot, again, I want to get players that are part of offenses that excite me. And similarly to some of these other offenses where you got bad defenses on the other side, I think there's going to be a lot of throwing again. That Yeah, they want to run the ball, and they probably will, and I'll take Zeke in the first round and be happy with it. But, Blake Jarwin's a guy you're going to take in the last round and worry about it later. What's the worst case scenario? It doesn't pan out at all and you have to put him on the waiver wire and go pick up next week's tight end streamer? Go ahead. I prefer to pay up for the position, but I'm not going to overpay for it, James. And if we get down to the draft, you've got your Tyler uh, Crofts and and the guys you're throwing out there, which yeah, I can get behind, but I'm gonna my guy out there is Blake Jarwin. Dallas probably is going to have a top 15 tight end. It may not be clear who's going to fill that role until, you know, we get into mid-September here. But, uh, you know, Dalton Schultz, he averaged four catches for 40 yards last year, four TDs in 15 games. I think Jarwin has more of ability to get down field. And let's remember, he won the starting job last year when the two battled out. So he's definitely the front runner for me, and I'll take my chances. Uh, I wish I could put that bet down right now. I would bet uh, on it definitely under tight end 25, meaning he'll be better than tight end 25 this year and uh, not a bad 16th round pick in a league where you still need a tight end. I have, and I'm with you because look, it, Zeke's going to take the pressure off. Their three receivers are all good in taking the pressure off. If there is enough volume for a team that should not have the best defense again this year, I'm with you that that's a, a, a place where we were all looking for a little tight end love last year, quite honestly. Um, I'm going to go incredibly deep here. What do you think about Cordero Patterson, Dan? I imagine you're not in love with the Atlanta Falcons offense. 
And I'm sure that you can look at Patterson and say, well, running back, receiver, what is he? I took him in our on our dynasty best ball with one of my last picks. And here's the deal. Atlanta's offense needs some weapons. I'm not so sure their their defense is going to be fantastic either. So you got you know you got Ridley, right? You know they're going to they bring in running back in Davis. You expect Pitts to be a part of that offense. They still have Hurts, who didn't quite pan out. But whether it's Cordell Patterson in the backfield as a change of pace running back or it's is a receiver, at 30 years old, the former first round pick is absolutely free. I think his ADP is like 200 and it's 289. He's re- wide receiver 126. So again, we're talking about 20 plus rounds. If you want to go crazy deep, but he's an elite athlete, you know, maybe you're looking for somebody who can get your return yardage if he if he gets that role there too. But he was a former first rounder. He still has some juice in the tank. We've seen him be decent. We're talking crazy deep sleepers. But the athletic talent is there on an offense that's probably going to have to move the ball a lot because they're playing from behind. You know, crummy team. It's a stab in the dark. But I'm taking it in a, in a place or two. Yeah, I can get behind it. I think uh, going after that Dolphins backfield is also something to consider. Uh Obviously, Miles Gaskin is the guy that is should be drafted first, in my opinion. And he came coming off a pretty strong season, but I don't think I was sort of surprised to see the Dolphins not address the position. And um, you know, I think I think we're gonna see a lot of mouths here. They they have a couple guys in particular that uh fit the bill. Malcolm Brown, the one on my deep sleeper list, James, because he's so far down. 194 is his current ADP RB 57 that is off the board. And I don't know. I mean, Gaskin seems like the early down back. I think it's very easy to see uh, Salvin Ahmed get involved as the RB two change of pace guy. But Malcolm Brown at the goal line is something that I'm sort of interested about because he was surprisingly good in those situations last year with LA and you got to remember Miami had Jordan Howard in short yardage situations, at least at the start of last year. And while Brown is limited, I mean, you look at his numbers, he, he, he was pretty effective for small stretches there in that Rams offense. So I don't know. I'm it's more of a lack of trust in what's ahead of him. But as you're getting almost a 200th pick of the draft, uh, I took him as my last running back in my thousand dollar big payback uh, draft last night with the Kentucky fantasy football state championship and didn't love it. But I think in that instance, he was more like RB 66 or something. I mean, I was really, you know, just throwing something on the board there and you could do a lot worse than Brown. Now that said, I I think, uh, you know, the other Salvin Ahmed is also a guy to, to really look at there. So those two are mine. And I, I think another final running back I'll add to the mix. Well, I'll actually save it. I got two more running backs, but I'll let you get a couple more in here. I'll go back to the receiver position. So, Brashad Perriman was my answer here, and I mentioned him earlier. He's not on the team. He got cut by the Lions. Who's their wide receiver one? Maybe it's Quintez Cephas. But Tyrell Williams is the guy who's been around in that locker room, right? He's the one player now that's not a very er rookie or a second-year player. So, give me Tyrell Williams. I'll take him as one of my last players. We know he can make that deep ball play. And again, if you're giving me a team that stinks and they're playing from behind and the Lions were at the top of that list of teams to give up the most points at the beginning of the year or or for the course of the season as well, then you, again, make the same correlation I made with Houston and taking a stab at their wide receiver core. 
is playing from behind, getting a lot of targets late in games and garbage time. We all, I think, expect the Lions to play a lot of garbage time football. Give me Tyrell Williams, who, you know, uh, look, I'd love to still find a way to get him as like a wide receiver six in a best ball because of the way he can be up and down. But give me the matchup plays where he's going to play. And if he's my wide receiver six or so on draft day, he's being drafted ADP 162, wide receiver 76. Some Again, someone has to emerge. This is an absolute what could go right kind of thought. The upside is he's the team's wide receiver one. Yep. I see. I feel you. I feel you. Let me get to those running backs I was talking about. I got two running backs, James, that I'm going to throw out there that are outside of the top 200 overall ADP right now. And we all know that it's hard to get running backs this late. But, man, if you're going digging, I think these are two worth digging for. And Ty Johnson at RB61, 205 for the Jets, is one that I think is worth a reach on. Sure, I've got a few shares of Michael Carter. I was on that soapbox a few weeks ago. Then his value dropped enough for me to actually draft him. And, you know, I'm good on him now. I don't want too many more shares. But on teams I don't have him, Ty Johnson is one to consider because he's going to have a role in this offense. He has something unique about his game. They're going to be giving him some carries. And at RB61, 205 out there on a Jets team that, I think I think they're gonna. We talked about Zach Wilson. I mean, I'm not saying they're a playoff team or anything, but I think they're gonna be a lot more fun and interesting than we've seen in a few years. And I think Ty Johnson could have a small part in that. And then Tyson Williams is the other one. I, I know when the news broke about J.K. Dobbins on Saturday, and then when we were on our show on Sunday, it became official with him being out for the season. And everybody was asking, "Oh, Justice Hill? Well, when should I take Justice Hill?" And the answer was, "You shouldn't." <laughs> Because he's, you know, we're just not sure Justice Hill's going to be it. And who knows? The Ravens may still sign something. But I'll tell you right now, I'll let somebody else take Justin Hill and I'll wait even longer and I'll take Tyson Williams. He's been beating Justin Hill's butt all summer in training camp and preseason action and now has actually leapfrogged him on the depth chart, according to some of the beat reporters for the team. RB77, RB256. Here's a guy that could have a sizable role in one of the NFL's most prolific rushing attacks. So, Definitely about as deep of a sleeper as you can get. And the final one I'll offer up here today. Who do you I'll got, you, James? I'll tell you this now. As we talk about running backs, there's some guys just inside 150, like a Phil Lindsay, Naheem Hines, you keep your eye on for, for sure. And then some guys that are just outside that are handcuffs that you most certainly keep your eye on, even if they're not your guys. And then there's a guy that's none of that. It's James White. He's ADP 170, running back 51. If you're looking for something stable, if you've taken upside plays at running back and you're looking for a guy in a PPR league that you can plug in and not feel outstanding about it, but go, okay, this guy demands targets. I mean, yeah, okay, James White, he ran for 263 yards last year, but he had 645 yards receiving. Do the math on that. That's almost 900 total yards, and you're getting this guy way late, RB56 or whatever I just said, 51, I'm sorry. That, to me, if you're inclined to to take a stab at somebody, like maybe you started with Saquon Barkley or, you know, another player who, who you're, you know, you're worried about Darrell Henderson's finger for week one, and you want a week one starter late in drafts, you could do a lot worse than James White. I don't love the upside, but hell, this guy should have been the Super Bowl MVP in 2018. Yeah. And you know what? I lied. I thought I was done. I had two more. Those are my last running backs. I got two more receivers I skipped over on my list, and I'll just throw them out quickly. Rookie Josh Palmer, I think, is not getting talked about enough. Wide receiver 84, 185 ADP. He's with the Chargers. We like their passing offense. 
Keenan Allen's the top dog there, and he should be drafted as early as he is, but he's also a little injury prone. Mike Williams, we've seen him be up and down. I don't have a problem with where he's going either, but after that, I mean, they've got a lot of talented young receivers. I'm not sure who's going to emerge, but Josh Palmer, going as late as he is, is a, is a rookie I'm willing to take a chance on in deeper leagues. And in, in really deep leagues where, you know, maybe 20-round teams where you're doing best balls and stuff like that. I also, I'm going to take a chance on Demarcus Robinson. Everybody's talking about Byron Pringle. He played behind Robinson in the last preseason game. And, I mean, McCole Hardman, if he doesn't come to fruition this year, somebody's got to step up to be the Chiefs wide receiver too. And if Robinson's price, wide receiver 93, ADP 212, at the very least, James, I'm throwing him in some best ball drafts in those late rounds. I can get I can get with you there. That's an offense to get invested in. That's where you look for upside. Makes sense. I think there's a couple other rookies to be noted. You talked about what would happen in the backfield for Baltimore, right? And why you like Williams. But what if they just have to throw the ball a little bit more? Not that you expect them to throw it a ton. They can still be a power running team without Dobbins. But give me Rashad Bateman uh, right now. One of those rookies that is banged up, may not be ready to go early. And then give me another rookie in Kadarius Tony. These guys were early draft picks that they're not the flavor of the month rookie receivers. But Tony goes to an offense now where maybe that team just lost their tight end out of an Ingram. And I know that that doesn't, you know, they've got Caden Smith to step in. So it doesn't mean Tony fills that role. And Kadarius Tony might now well be ready to go for the first couple of weeks because he's not NFL ready yet. But all this uncertainty with the Giants. Give me a receiver that's almost 100. He's wide receiver 98 with the ADP. Again, you know, if you can't hold on to him, he's easy to cut because he may not be playing early. But he's a first-round pick. He's got the body to make it happen. Maybe in the second half, it comes to fruition for you. We're talking deep stabs. Those are some guys, they're, they're just not the flavor of the month rookies that I think need to be remembered as well. Good stuff, James, as always. And uh, I like having this deep sleeper thing. I've just come to the realization, I don't think we have – any more drafts together unless we're in the host league together maybe we are yeah oh damn I, you just got all my sleepers i got all your sleepers all this time together it's hard to that's only 16 rounds we won't even get to them in that draft <laughs> yeah this is for the 20 22 rounder 14 teamers you're right you're right we're a little too deep on this episode but that's how we do it at fantastics and if you want to get deeper take a deep dive into the fantastics draft advisor go grab you that free trial over at insiderfootball.com. While you're there, check out all of the episodes of our podcast. Be sure to stick around in the regular season. We'll be coming at you on Tuesday nights. It's our weekly waiver wire report. We'll be providing that and some other hot takes coming out of each week's action. And you definitely want to take advantage of that Thrive Fantasy offer we got over there. You can get Fantastic's Draft Advisor, the best tool you could ever have on draft day, and all the great in-season tools to help you win, all for free. Just go and make that $20 deposit at Thrive Fantasy on the sign-up page at insiderfootball.com and get the tools, get the money on Thrive, use the tools to win more money, and keep playing with James and I all season long. Until next time around, be sure uh, to check us out wherever you subscribe to your podcast on Apple or Google, Spotify or Stitcher, and of course on Saturday mornings on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio with more for your Fantastics Insider Football. For Dan Claskins, I'm James Adams. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Fantastics Insider Football Podcast.